I liked how the premise was them. They have to go to this cabin to prepare it for their two friends who are going to honeymoon there. And then, ha, 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 they bang across the house. Um, <laughs> so that, that was fun. Um, and I really liked that kind of setup. I'm Courtney. And I'm Meg. And we're the hosts of the Spread Those Pages podcast, a romance lovers podcast where we like our books how we like our coffee. Hot. So sit back, grab your vibrator, and spread those pages. Hey, spicy romance readers, welcome to the second episode of the Spread Those Pages podcast. With yours truly and Courtney Young, we are two humans who love spicy books and are excited to gush about a certain spicy book in this episode, or rather I will gush and I'm going to pick Courtney and Brooks. Brains, well, I'll say that 10 times fast. But we are kicking off this very first author interview with the amazing Brooke Cumberland. Um, Brooke is a USA Today bestselling author who co writes under the USA Today bestselling duo Kennedy Fox with Lyra Parrish, aka Courtney, aka pick your favorite nickname for this human. Um, <laughs> when she's not writing, and she is in Brooke, you can find her reading romance books, listening to music that inspires her, and um, she's on social media. Brooke is addicted to coffee leggings and naps and I can hardcore relate to naps my kiddo's like yo mommy what's your favorite thing to do I'm like napping and then I get the big <laughs> eye roll and I'm like I mean it though <laughs> but all that to say welcome Brooke we're so happy to have you well thank you I'm happy to be here yay I'm happy you're here too <laughs> I'm curious and I'll, I'll ask the official question in a second who came up with the monopoly scene idea in the best of us because I was like oh I can claim that one. I can claim that one. That's like the only one. Everyone always thinks Brooke writes all of our sex scenes. And I'm like, guys, you think that. But there are some that I've thrown out that have been pretty good. (laughs) With with each scene, we both edit each other's pretty hard to a point where I can't even pin out which ones I've done. But The Best of Us is a special instance because I struggled really hard to write that book even though I was like super excited for it I just remember I like like I left my house for like four days I'm like I have to write I have to get like back in the headspace and I just couldn't and I finally was like you're gonna have to write these chapters I can't and we you know the book was due in like five days days. oh my gosh (laughs) yeah and like had to be like uploaded you know like not just like due to an editor like had to be uploaded for amazon and um i think it was the last time i really struggled like i've struggled you know in between but like hardcore just could not get the words out no you know so anytime someone mentions the best of us i'm like well she wrote most of it because i struggled hard like i could like read through it but even that was hard for me you know, I think it was just, it was at the end of the year, I was burnt out. When did we release that book? I One? don't even remember. No, it was December 2020, because we released two books that year in that series. The yeah, best I remember. April. No. Yeah, I, re- I remember we had like four weeks 
or five weeks to write it. It was it was very quickly. It's one of our spiciest books, though, as far as like how many sex scenes there are in it. Let's pause right here because the the viewers or listeners might not know what we're talking about. So let me introduce the book, um, okay. and then we'll proceed. <laughs> so uh, for our listeners, I recently had the pleasure of listening to the audiobook of The Best of Us by these two awesome humans, Kennedy Fox, and it's part of the Love and Isolation series, I believe. I had asked Courtney when we were chatting about having Brooke on about like, what is your steamiest book? Send me the steamiest book. I'll give that as a preface, and then I'm gonna read the summary, so again, so our viewers can hear that. And it is, what happens when the biggest blizzard of the year hits and you're trapped in a cabin with your best friend's brother? You take every opportunity to spend time together and make him fall in love with you. The best of us is a best friend's brother, opposites attract, and snowed in together standalone romance. That's like part of a series, so I think like the characters know each other or something. Um, the way I would describe it is, after reading it is there's a heroine. Kendall and the hero Ryan and they both come from like wealthy families. Ryan is a doctor who worked during the COVID-19 pandemic and Kendall, I don't know how you describe her, but she is like, she pursues like charity work and stuff. And that's something that she's really passionate about. A lot of people don't know that about her, that she okay. does all of this behind the scenes stuff, right? Like trying to remember Ryan didn't really know that part of her life. He just saw her as kind of like you don't have to work for anything. You have everything handed to you. You don't know what it's like to work. So that's kind of why he doesn't respect her in a way. And she's like, well, shows what you know type of vibe. Mm -hmm. Don't make assumptions about other people. You <laughs> never know. <laughs> that's right. Right. I liked how the premise was them. They have to go to this cabin to prepare it for their two friends who are going to honeymoon there. And then, ha, 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 they bang across the house. Um, <laughs> so that, that was fun. Um, and I really liked that kind of setup. So do you guys want to add anything or shall I launch into my questions and gush about this book? Feel free to launch into the questions. I think mm -hmm. we're ready. Okay. Excellent. Let's do this thing. <laughs> so my first question is, how did you guys come up with the premise? I sort of remember. <laughs> I mean, we looped it into the end of book one. So if you read book one, you meet both of them in some way. And then the reasoning behind why they had to go, I got inspired by a, by a Hallmark movie I watched. <clears throat> one of like my favorite, you know, Hallmark holiday movies, the best friend was the, you know, maid of honor and the sibling. And it was like to go get this place ready. And they don't really get like snowed in. They go several times. And then like one time they get snowed in for like one night. And then, um, the house has like special magic where everyone who spends a night there falls in love forever, blah, blah, Aww. blah, you know? <laughs> and so we took all that like super homework stuff out of it. And I was like, they need to obviously spend more than one night with each other. And then to make it really fun, we were like, let's just like take away their electricity for a little bit. <laughs> um, let's make them survive off no heat, no water. And so a lot of that like survival stuff, um, was not me. <laughs> Courtney with all for camping trips, going yes. and sleeping up in the outside on purpose. The my parents learned. Yeah. My parents live in the country. So like I know about septic and like what happens if 
the lights go out and you have a septic system and all this stuff that like most people don't really know because you have city water and city you know utilities and stuff but it's different when you're out in the middle well, of like, nowhere talking about like toilet water and i was like what do you mean you can't flush <laughs> yeah if you have a well like, yeah, if they have a well it's gonna eventually there's it's gonna run out of water once it flushes all the way through and i'm just like really i'm like okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I mean, I think I like looked it up because I was like born not out in the middle of nowhere. So, um, <laughs> but where I live anyway, we've never been without electricity long enough to have to do that. But if you live like out, you know, maybe it might take them longer to fix it or to get there. Like in their situation where they were from like outside of like a smaller town. And I actually looked up this town because I was like trying to make sure that people that might have been from the area weren't going to be like, that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) So I looked it up and it's like this really small town and they have like one snowplow. And so I was like, see, I don't think going out by them is going to be the priority. Even with like their boatloads of money, they were like, doesn't matter. (laughs) You have to get out there somewhere. That actually makes me wonder, like, wh- how do you guys decide whether or not you're going to make up a fictitious town or use an existing town? Like, how do you decide which will happen in a given book? I think it depends on how much we know about the real life town. So, sure. like, in our Circle B Ranch series, like, it's set in El Dorado, Texas. And I literally go camping there every year. So I know about the town and I know about the scenery and I know about like how things work up there. And it's also Texas. So it's familiar. Um, I think it was on a whim. I think it was in, I think it was said in the original series before we decided to write the first series. I write so many books. I know. (laughs) Well, sometimes, okay. So we weren't planning to write the series, right? Like we wrote our first one. And it was mentioned, I think, in the second duet of that series, that the heroine was from that place. And I just went along with it. I was like, okay, that, I mean, that works. Not knowing that we were going to later write an entire nine-book spinoff series of it. You know? Yeah, so she's talking about Checkmate, where we created Courtney Bishop, and she was from El Dorado, and it was just randomly mentioned. And at that point, we didn't know we were going to write Bishop Brothers, which then had the spinoff of Circle B Ranch, which then has the next spinoff of Texas Heat. So um, all those books weren't really planned in that series. When we mm-hmm. decided to set it in a place, it was just kind of randomly it's mentioned. Kind of pretty organic. Luckily, it's a pretty basic small town. Sure. Yeah. And we mentioned, what is it, San Angelo? San Angelo, yeah, which is close. Yeah, which is like a basic city. <laughs> you say close. It's an it's an hour away. Okay. Okay. Texas. Be close, Texas. <laughs> just not close up here. <laughs> I agree, because Courtney, the other day you're like, I'm gonna drive to Florida. It'll be a quick trip, and I'm like, from Texas to Florida, that is not quick to me at all. Yeah, 15 <laughs> like, hours. Just one day. Just one uh, full day. <laughs> under four hours, tolerable. Anything above that, what? Every time she's like, oh, we have to go across Texas and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, how far? Oh, like an 18 hour. And I'm like, I could never, <laughs> never. I don't care. You could pay me a million dollars. I'm not doing it. She's <laughs> like, what do you do? And I'm like, I don't know. Talk to you on Messenger. Do Sprite. I don't know. I have my laptop. I, on, I'm on. i doing social no, media stuff. I don't I know. Would, I 
am not able to be behind the wheel that long. Like, after 45 minutes, I'm falling asleep. It becomes, like, an actual issue. So I'm like, no. Someone would have to drive me around. <laughs> so bringing it back to the best of us. Yes. You know, when Ryan drives Cammy in a blizzard. Kendall. Kendall, that's right. Yeah. Kendall in a blizzard. <laughs> Just imagine that being Brooke sitting right there. She'd be like, nope, we're, I'm not driving this. I'm not going <laughs> all the way to this cabin. I think, what is it, like two or three hours away? I don't really remember. Yeah, something like that. I think it was mm-hmm. three hours. Oh, yeah. He, like, picked her up and, like, was not happy about it. But he was doing yeah. it for his sister. Oh, yeah. Maybe I should have mentioned that to the to the viewers. So, the I guess the, the setup for the, the, this couple is that his uh, sister is getting married. They're both in the bridal party. Um and he's best friends with the groom-to-be as well. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, a lot of connections and stuff. But, okay, I have another question for you guys. Um, so I find the dynamic between Kendall and Ryan really interesting, especially since they both came from, like, wealthy families and were, like, in the public eye and all of that. What made you decide to write them that way? Or, again, was it organic? Other characters in the series started with X, you know, set up, and then these, you know, they kind of came along, I guess, with it. Man, words. What are words? <laughs> it usually happens with book one and how we set them up and then how we set up the side characters. And it just kind of keeps going down the road from there. Sometimes it's like not as mixed in that we can kind of like decide later. Yeah. Uh, so Cammy and the two of us, she's actually from a wealthy family as well. And her best friend is also kind of like in the limelight too so when we decided to write a second book it typically is the best friend or the brother or the sister or the whatever and Mm -hmm. those two just seem to kind of work out together yeah i mean we kind of sprinkled it in yeah ryan even though he's from that world he doesn't want to be technically associated with that world all the time like he sees it kind of in like a negative way just because he's like i went to school on my own merit and i got this job on my own merit and i don't want to say like he looks down at them but he's like you have the option to do anything that you want in your life and you're not doing it and she's like i am doing it i just don't announce it to the world that i'm doing it and that's kind of where that dynamic shifted with them but I think also for this particular series we were doing it around New York City for a particular reason and then we don't we don't do a lot of series in cities when we decided to do this series on a whim it wanted to be something fun outside of like our normal you know southern southern. small town romance So let's talk about tropes a little bit. Um, Obviously, this one is falling for your best friend's brother, a bit of forced proximity, getting snowed in, all those sorts of things, which were a ton of fun to read. (laughs) How do you guys decide which trope fits? Do you pair it with the characters or like, were you just like, this sounds like fun and we're going to do it for this one? I I need to know, like when you're writing this, what, what does that look like? It depends. I would say both in certain circumstances like we're planning our next year's stuff already and i already have ideas of what i want to do of certain things you know like i want to do i don't know if i've told you this i want to do like a dad's best friend a best or (laughs) scandalous a a daddy a ex-boyfriend's dad okay more daddies i like it and 
that would like that would go with like you know age gap and taboo and forbidden so you can kind of like all like mix them into you know one book but then I also like doing the sibling's best friend or like the I've known you forever as a friend trope like, like fake dating but like more extreme you know like when they're older it's kind of like are you too old to be like fake dating? I don't know. I want to do like a, like a marriage one where they get married for a particular reason, you know, mm. but not like the normal, oh, she needs health insurance type of a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I just am like, what am I in like the mood for? I'm a very visual person. So I'm like certain ones just like scream certain tropes to me. And then I pass them by to her. And this is the part where she is pretty easy going on. She's like, okay. And I tell her like <laughs> names and she's like, I don't care. Name them whatever you want. <laughs> where I'm very particular. I have to like vibe with it first. I have to like think about it. And she's like throwing out names. I'm like, no, that's not how this works. <laughs> not my process. I'm like, you just tell me, do you like this name? And she's like, I don't like this name. Well, name them whatever you want. I don't care what with, with, with they're named. But then later on, like when somebody's like, oh yeah, this character, I'm like, who? <laughs> who are you talking about? I don't remember that and character. We them up in the manuscript when we're writing. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, I'm like, who's this supposed to be? This person's not in this book. And you're like, I don't know. Just change it. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes when it's a series and like you're introducing like side characters, like best friends or whatever, sometimes they have specific like personalities. Mm -hmm. And I think that when it comes to their personality, like specific tropes really work with that. So if you have like a headstrong woman who, you know, is looking for a partner, but you know, life sucks or whatever, she's kind of like the grumpy out of the sunshine, then, you know, you want to find a character that's kind of like her op opposite or enemies to lovers or something like that. That'll be fun for that personality that you've already created. So I think it kind of depends you know, how we've set that character up. And if we're continuing a series or sometimes works like I want to write this, this, and this, these tropes. And we're like, okay, so where can we fit these in with this series? Cause we know it's going to be X amount of books where it's not like the same type of book back to back. Cause we want to kind of right. mix it up a little bit. Right. And that's being the, you know, neuroticness in me. I like to plan things in advance, even if the books aren't necessarily next to each other in the series. You might be writing from different series back to back and we don't always want to write the same ones back to back. Yeah. And so then um, we try to, you know, factor that in. Like when we are writing our duet next year, there is a bunch of things in that one that we're probably not going to want to write in like the first three books of the next series. But yeah, I would say what, what uh, you said that sometimes you flush them out in the, in the book before theirs. And then you just kind of vibe with it and like go with it. Yeah. The characters, they'll speak to you. They'll be like, Hey, I need a fake relationship because you know, <laughs> relationships don't work out for me. So I need you to go ahead and give me one of those. And then the next book, that's mine. <laughs> well, and sometimes you do it as you're writing. Yeah. It's just like, you know what? She secretly liked him. That works. Let's just go with it. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know? And then we'll like read it and I'll be like, yep. This is what their book's going to be. Yeah, I guess we just go with that. Like, I love loading them in as much as I can. Just because it helps you build the outline, too. So, <laughs> I want to talk about the sex. I know we mentioned that, you know, there's been some great debate as to Courtney or Brooke, who writes the sex scenes. But who writes the sex scenes in most of this? And it sounds like Courtney wrote most of the sex scenes for this particular book. Is I that think right? so. I mm -hmm. don't really remember. 
It's been a while. Yeah. So what typically happens when she does write the sexy scenes, I like to go in and add more to it. (laughs) He's like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And sometimes like that's fine. (laughs) But like in certain specific scenes, I'm like, this is what I envisioned. I'm just, I'm just gonna like sprinkle a little bit more into there. And usually she's like, fine, do whatever you want. Yeah, she's really good at embellishing my sex scenes. Like, I can get it on the page, but Brooke will add tongues and fingers in places that I never even, like, it wasn't even in my brain. And she I just, like it. She spices it up. I'm a writer. Like, I will vision this entire book before I even have a chance to write it. And it's why I write a little bit slower. She can vomit words on the page, go back and edit it. No, I have to, like, marinate with the scene mm-hmm. I, like sleep on it dream about it and then i like slowly vomit it up <laughs> i am a microwave mill and brooke is a crock pot mill when it ah, comes to writing yeah i like that i like that well then right so then she's always ahead <laughs> of me and she can go through and start reading and then i, I go in behind her and then i add some more flavor that, you know <laughs> yeah yeah i like every, it every time and you know i appreciate that also because i know that our readers really enjoy all the sex and all the spice and stuff and so to have a scene at the mid-level and then have brooke go in and bring it to like top notch it really shows in reviews and how readers like connect with the characters when they're banging it out when i was reading like obviously the the sex scenes in the book i don't know what the exact phrasing is but it's like the explicit type of romance you know like there's there's a type of romance where they hint at what's happening but they don't say the body parts and then there's other romances yeah and it was descriptive so there's like cunt and pussy and you know like and like so in this book you got like all the descriptive words as to where things were and what was happening i don't remember if that was the same thing when i read the the roommate series a while back i don't remember it being this like descriptive so i did enjoy that it was very this book that was the style i guess if that makes sense yeah you can definitely tell they're very different series Mm -hmm. roommates is more of a slow burn yes very slow burn a little bit of touching a kiss yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're holding hands you know yeah sometimes it just depends yeah like this one we were like they're locked up together like let's just make them bang the whole time (laughs) I mean, yeah. the power's out. What else are they going to do? Exactly. <laughs> to and I think it was just a nice switch for us at the time. We all just got put in lockdown, essentially. All of our children are home. We're all stuck with our spouses. So <laughs> I was like, can we, like, we have to write something where they are locked in together for something. It was like a three or four book series, and then it got up to six. Because they're mm-hmm. just so much fun. Like, they're fun to write. Like, after I got out of that slump, I was excited to write the next two. The End of Us and The Heart of Us. And it's in Florida, so you'll have to read or listen to those ones next. Mm -hmm. Now, I I know you guys write a million books every year, so I don't know that, you know, the details might be fuzzy, and that's okay if it is. But in this book, The Best of Us, which sex scene was your favorite to write? Oh, man, I'm going to go with Monopoly. (laughs) I'm totally going to go with Monopoly. Was there a shower scene? Several, but yes. I like, yeah, I like writing shower scenes. Okay. Yeah, Brooke probably wrote those. Anytime we have a shower scene, it's typically a 
a Brooke scene. You have, you have done I've some. written some, but it's like... Sometimes I remember having to message you and be like, did you write a shower scene yet? <laughs> and they just get sprinkled in. You never know. And so I try not to be where it's like all shower scenes, but I'm like, we have to like mix it up a little bit, you know? Just a little rendezvous in, in the shower. I would, I would love for some readers out there who has read all of the Kennedy Fox books to tell me if there is one book where there is not sex in a shower or in the bathroom. <laughs> like, I don't think that that book exists. Hey, super fans, let us know. <laughs> uh, contact at spreadthepagespodcast.com or uh, spread, spreadthosepages.com or yeah. contact Kennedy Fox directly. <laughs> yeah, let us know because I don't think it exists. Because then if not, we'll have to write a sex extra scene, like a little newsletter bonus sex scene. <laughs> make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> announcement sorry everyone we realized we forgot our tradition here it is <laughs> well once you get to the southern books then they're doing it out in like the barns the haylofts oh my oh yeah they get spicy i think as kennedy fox has progressed throughout the years with our writing i think that our books have gotten dirtier throughout the years yeah, i feel like love and isolation was that shifting moment i would agree with that yeah because it was not really anything that we had discussed in detail like we typically do. It was literally on a whim. Had the pre-order up in like two days after we decided. And then it was just like, let's just go. Like, I don't know. Like some series, you just kind of, you know, like it's not it's not the vibe to be that sexy. Like when mm -hmm. they act that way after dancing around each other for, you know, 15 years. No. But if you're literally isolated with somebody... And you're kind of forced to like talk about stuff. I'm like, let's just let's just have some fun with it, you know? Yeah, the attraction's there. You might as well yeah. waste some time you're... otherwise. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that they didn't have power and it's just the two of them. I mean, it, it, to me, it just made sense. A plus B equals C. I don't know. I don't know. Right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was already there. She made it very obvious in the first book that you kind of hate liked him. Because in our last episode, Courtney and I had talked about Hallmark movies and we learned that Courtney likes Hallmark movies and I do not. And so the amount of times Kendall watches Hallmark movies, I felt so bad for Ryan. <laughs> you could relate on the opposite level. You're like, oh my God. She's like, oh, I, I understand Ryan. I yeah. understand I'm with you. This shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny, though, if you go back and read or listen to book one, you get early references from the early lockdown days of Netflix shows that, like, blew up. We didn't reference them by name, but we were very detailed to make the reader know exactly what we were talking about. So, like, that was always fun to, like, you know, go back and read and you're like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this. There's always a homework reference in at least one book of, of each series. I'm disappointed, I'm disappointed you both. How could you? No. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I am a co-host with someone who does not like Hallmark movies. What the heck? <laughs> They're the worst. I'm you so sorry. You have to go in with low expectations, Meg. <laughs> you can't be thinking this is, you know, award-winning <laughs> type of stuff. Funny, funny thing. So... Uh, we'll, we'll have it on the Hallmark channel because Frasier comes on Hallmark and, um, the commercials that run late at night, Will's like, please, Will is my husband, everyone who doesn't know. He's like, please tell me y'all are not writing this shit. And I said, <laughs> every day, boy, every day <laughs> of our lives. But where they're kissing, they're actually 
doing it. My father and I, he likes to watch them with me as well. And we will see how long until the very end that they finally have that moment. And if they have it at like the halfway point, I'm like, this is too spicy. Like, how did this get on this channel? <laughs> it's too soon. And so like, we make it like fun where we're, I'm like, there's five minutes left. Oh my God. Is it going to happen? He's like, it's got to happen at least once. Like you just know going into a Hallmark movie, it's going to be very predictable. Yeah. But that's yeah. what kind of makes it fun. I watch it just when I'm like working and like the background. I have like my favorites that I like watch every year. Like, I don't know why I like it. Just I like the vibes, you know, <laughs> kind of, kind of like a book might not be that great, but the vibes were good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's like a lot of people put it on the background too, right? It's not mm -hmm. like a, let's say, I don't know, Witcher show or Game of Thrones where like you, you are, have to be fully invested and in looking at the screen a hundred percent of the time where I feel like Hallmark and other types of media, you can kind of just throw them on the background. During my divorce, my kiddo and I moved in with my parents and I swear all of the time <laughs> Hallmark was on the television. I'm like, Ma, dad, who put this on? And I, you know, of course I changed it to the Disney Junior, which is um, not much better as far as entertainment say. goes um, for my preferences. <laughs> but I think she just compared Disney Junior with Hallmark Channel. <laughs> I think that's what we just got. Here. <laughs> I mean, have you seen some Disney Junior lately? No. Have I have adult inside jokes that children wouldn't get. But if you're a parent watching it, you're like, wait, what did they just say? <laughs> I just want to be like Bluey. Bluey. I freaking love Bluey on Disney Junior. And the, the parent jokes are very innocent, but they're there. And I'll be laughing. My kid's like, huh? You're like, nothing, sweetheart. Yeah. Nothing. Like, it's just, I think it's just a grown-up thing. Tell me. <laughs> tell me, mom. So I do want to jump back to spiciness of books and leave Hallmark happily behind. So how do you guys decide how much spice each book needs in general? It depends on the trope for the most part. But we have gotten to the point where maybe it's more of a me thing, but like, I'm like this, this chapter short, they could just do each other here and add some if word. They, count. If they've already done it. Yes. yes. You can't just on a whim add in like, like the first time, but <clears throat> no, 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 no. The first time has to be planned and the lot and the, I love you's need to be planned too. But I think also with TikTok, I feel like we've, turned the heat up a little bit more as well because people have proven that they can handle it and they want that and so we want our spicy readers to be super happy with you know all the sex scenes that we give them and sometimes they're slow burns but then we just pack in the penis at the end because you mm. can't leave them hanging with just one sex scene this is not hallmark was it the Thank last book that there was another, it was like, it was like back to back. And I'm like, look, one of these has to go. Like, I don't say this often, but there's just too much at the, at the <laughs> Oh no. It was our, um, 10,000 word. Was it? It was our 10,000 word novella. And literally like 9,000 words was sex. <laughs> and Brooke's like, girl, like we need to cut one of these. And I was like, Ugh, okay, we'll cut it. Well, because the whole thing was to knock her up like that was the whole plot was to knock up his wife there was a lot of let's make a baby movements but like at the end i was like i'm over it they're gonna be over it cut it this is not erotica courtney this is freaking romance you know so well but yeah i think 
again, it goes back to just like the vibes. How much time do we need to show that they would work with each other? The worst thing you want is a reader to be like, I enjoyed the sex, but I didn't feel it yet. Like that means it's too soon or we didn't do something right. And that goes back to, well, are they just meeting each other? Have they known each other their whole life? What kind of relationship, friendship do they have that it would be realistic for them to be doing it at chapter six versus chapter, you know, 12, 13, 14. But our last book book, again, the whole purpose was to knock her up. But it was like a friends with that whole thing. Like she wanted to be a mom and was tired of waiting for Mr. Right. And she's like, I'm just going to order some sperm, <laughs> turkey base myself and be a single parent. And her best friend, who's like secretly in love with her, aren't they all, was like, hey, like, I kind of want a baby too. Like, what if we just like made one together? And she's like, you know, saying like, well, this one has blonde hair, blue eyes. And he's like, I literally have blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> and so like, he kind of is just like, you know, think about it. And then she does. And she's like, okay. And so like, they have like a schedule. <laughs> Like, for like that purpose, it made sense to have the steam to show them before when they were just in like that friendship mode to when they really were like, nope, we are in love with each other. So you can kind of see, you know, the before and after. Got yeah, it. you can see them transition from just like banging each other's brains out on, for a mission <laughs> right. to, oh, we're actually catching feelings for each other even though there were rules made and we broke all of them naturally um, you know right. of course <laughs> and then a book like the best of us if there's a lot of sex at the start of it for a particular reason there's usually a time in like the third act when they're like you know over they're not with each other it was just a fling where there's like no sex right and then you get to the end and they're like oh i love you blah 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 and then we bring them right back with some happily ever after sex, you know, as you should, this right. it's, just, <laughs> it's a requirement. So, I, mean, I guess, it, yeah, I guess it just depends. Um, if they're like sneaking around, then they're probably hooking up earlier than usual. If they're like a slow burn, like we're just fake dating friends, you're going to be waiting a little bit. This book that we're doing now, I think they wait almost until halfway. Oh yeah, I think it is a halfway. No, I think I write it pretty soon actually. It's a, it's it's in like the middle of like the second act um, because they are living with each other essentially while she's visiting there. Like she does, she's not from there. Will eventually be leaving. Wait, 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 what book is this? This is the Fall of Us. It is the fifth book in the Love and Isolation series that okay. releases on October fourth. Fourth, so, yeah. yeah. 4th, 2022, depending 2022, on when you're listening yeah. to this yeah. episode. In that particular instance, you're going to see them with each other hooking up. And then we're going to, you know, separate them as, as we do. And then eventually, you know, bring them back. And then there's some books like The Roommates where you're waiting the whole entire first book. Mm -hmm. Three mm -hmm. quarters of the way of, into the second <laughs> book. You know? And that was because, like, she was having a baby. And then she had the baby. Like, you can't just go right into it. You know, there oh, yeah. was a lot of buildup. Also, no yeah. touchy after you have a baby. Like, go away. I'll see you in, like, six months. Right. Just kidding. <laughs> you know, so I guess it just, yeah, it just it just depends. If it's a slow burn, then you're waiting it out. <laughs> and we're yeah. just waiting it out with you because it's torture. There are some books where I have skipped right to it. I'm like, I have it in my head. I need to just get it out and write it right now. 
And I've done that a few times, I think. Yeah, she's like, I have been waiting for these characters to screw each other for like four <laughs> books. I'm writing huh. that chapter first. And it might, might be chapter 19, but it's getting written first. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you got to write things out of order. <laughs> this all relates to my next question, which is what can readers expect for the rest of the Love in Isolation series? The Best of Us was book two. So how many books are going to be in the series? Obviously, the one is coming out this October. Tell us more. So I th- right now it's scheduled for a six-book series. You've got The Two of Us, The Best of Us, The End of Us, The Heart of Us, and then The Fall of Us, which releases on October 4th, and The Joy of Us, which releases on November... 22nd. 22nd. Thank oh you. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, the series should be completed in 2022, but we've discussed potentially adding more to the series because we enjoy it but, but we not, haven't not next year it would be, yeah our schedule is full next it. year if we did it it would probably be 2024 but mm-hmm. who knows teachers i have a question um, yes. for people who cannot see the the video i was raising <laughs> my hand okay i need to know i haven't looked at the series yet i just read obviously this one book is um ryan's ex raquel or rochelle or however you say her name i'm totally forgetting it is does she get her own book no. No. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> She's evil. We don't like oh, her. Evil. She's just misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's not getting her own book. So um, <laughs> the third book is actually uh, Kendall's sister. Piper. Piper. Oh, yeah, okay. the social yeah, media I mean, star like yeah. who yeah, has like kind the of billions. Hinted at the end of the, of the book, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Her book was really fun to write. I enjoyed that one a lot. I like and then that of course book. the heart of us was good too, because it was, um, reverse age gap. So you had an older woman with a younger man and, you know, of course our we, first, our first time doing, I think it was. Gap. Yeah. He has his life together though. He might be a little bit younger, but I mean, he's a business I mean, owner. He's 28. So I mean, <laughs> halfway surfer boy, halfway got his shit together but she didn't have her shit together either so it's okay yeah it's fun books and i mean i know a lot of people at the same spot no these two are in one the second two are in one spot yeah so the first two are in new york with you know the pandemic type of theme um don't let that like discourage you from reading it though i know a lot of people are like "Eh, i don't want to read that it's the main focus is at the cabin so don't think that we're just going to talk about covid the entire time like that's not even the thing Um, we don't even mention that c word at all in both books no Um, i don't think so i think it we were really pandemic was referenced yeah Yeah. pandemic and virus yeah yeah we were very we like even control f and looked for the word covid because we didn't want to be like you know yeah and then and then bookbub with a featured <laughs> deal on it like recently and wrote in the midst of the covid19 pandemic <laughs> what are you doing so i emailed them and i said fyi um we never mentioned that it was covid19 in the entire book in the entire series yeah. And it was too late. It had already been sent out. Yeah. Or they could have edited it on their website. They were very nice, though. Apologized and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, we'll fix it on the website for you, which they did, like, right away. Good. So okay. Still give it a chance. Yeah. It's, Agreed. Yeah. It's very much just as a reference as to, like, basically why they're there. 
to get away from, from the city. Thank you guys both so, so much for coming on. Well, Courtney, obviously you're, uh, unfortunately, you're gonna be forced <laughs> to come on again soon. But yes, Brooke, thank yeah. you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate yeah. it. Loved hearing about both of your journey. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And we're gonna have you on again sometime, Brooke. So I'm already signing you up. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today, romance lovers. Don't forget that you are the main character of your story. So go out there and spread some pages, live your happily ever after, and keep it spicy. See you next time.